I think it all started in 2012 when we were supposed to die and then it just ended up being a goof, you know? Mm, yeah. Because then at that point, like, our bars were pretty high. Yeah. And then they just got very much lowered because we were supposed to, it was just, the world was supposed to end. Yeah. And it didn't, so I guess we're doing okay. This is like the leftovers, but half of society didn't disappear. <laughs> yeah. Half of society just got a Twitter account. Yeah, half of society signed up for Tumblr and started making memes. Hi, my name is Brendan. Hi, my name is Brendan Bigley. Hi, my name is Andrea Caprotti. I can say my name, and this is No Script at All, a podcast about Terrace House, a very good TV show that you should tell your friends to watch. Tell strangers to watch. Tell everyone to watch. Tell Be- become friends with someone only so you can tell them to watch Terrace House. Oh, I like that. An It'll ulterior be a long motive. Con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That person in your psych class that you think, I like the way they dress. We have kind of a similar vibe. You know what yeah. you should really do? Befriend them and make them watch Terrace House and then yeah. dump them. Just leave them with it. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, tell them about this podcast too, also. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be really nice if we got more people to listen to. Um, See that person walking down the street, you think they're cute, go up, talk Mm -hmm. to them, romance them, marry them, Mm -hmm. then tell them to watch Tara's house and tell Mm -hmm. them about this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then divorce them and get 50% of their assets. Mm -hmm. And then do it all again. Do it all again. Long con. The long con. Yeah. As many times as you can long con. Until it becomes been, a short con. When you get really good at it, it's going to become a short con, and then you just yeah. get to do it over and over and over again. The yeah, litigation is going to take a while, but like. It's going to take a bit, but yeah. I think you can like turbo tax it. That's not the right one. Oh, no, uh, you can turbo tax it. Just turbo tax it. Yeah, just turbo tax your divorce. It's fine. It's turbo okay. tax your divorce. This is one of those instances where I wish. <laughs> I know I say this all the time, where I wish that the episode name didn't have to be the terrace house episode name because turbo tax your divorce is such a good it's a very good title for something anyway just turbo tax it it's fine uh nothing to lead the show with no no No. news no nothing uh just more more terrace house directly into your brain cavities uh so anyway this is opening your doors episode seven the episode is called i erased him from my world is andrea's big fan i love it it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite phrases ever sometimes i see a i see a dog and i think the dog's gonna be real nice and then i go pet it and then it starts barking with me barking at me mm-hmm. and then i'm like yo dog i erase you from my world and i just walk away yeah when i hear i erased him from my world i immediately think like that's something that a character in kingdom hearts would say <laughs> yeah because it would actually happen in kingdom hearts someone would get yeah like it would it would killed. be very literal <laughs> Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I've watched enough anime and ma- and like read enough mm-hmm. manga to know that this shit's for real. Except it's not because everyone that I killed in Kingdom Hearts two is back in Kingdom Hearts three. This game's gonna be fucking crazy anyway. Yeah, that's true. And then there's gonna be like, oh, we released uh, a game on the Sega Dreamcast that explains <laughs> how. So go find a Sega Dreamcast at a yard sale and uh, enjoy <laughs> figuring out how we erased him from your world. Yeah, but the thing is, too, uh, you you won't be able to play it. It'll just be a bunch of cutscenes, and it'll be all together five hours, and you can't play it. It'll just be the cutscenes. Yeah. It's an actual fucking thing that happened on one of those Kingdom Hearts games, and I'm still upset. 16 hours of cutscenes with a match three game that happens for four minutes somewhere in there. <laughs> Sephiroth shows up? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Sephiroth is like, match the three blue gems. 
You've defeated me. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. That's how you kill them. Fuck, dude. I was like eight years old. I don't know how to do that. I wonder... I wonder what kind of crossover there is between people who listen to this podcast, people who watch <laughs> Terrace House. There has to be at least a little bit. And and people who get all of the Sephiroth Kingdom Hearts jokes we just made. You know what, though? I think it's just one circle, honestly. I hope so. I hope so, too. Uh, I can't wait to buy Kingdom Hearts 3 this year. <laughs> I have such a vivid image of Sephiroth. <laughs> Standing in front of a giant wall of gems. <laughs> and then fucking Donald and Goofy are there for some fucking reason. Mickey's there with a fucking like big ass goth cloak uh-huh. that has like holes for his ears also. <laughs> what a fucking crazy game. I uh, can't wait to play Final Fantasy Bejeweled. Yes. How does that not exist? Anyway, I'm sure it does. Episode seven, I erased it from my world. <laughs> Let's erase that from our fucking. Let's mind erase right that now. from our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, recap of last week: Yudai screwed himself. Basically, yeah, he did a bad. Um, the entire, the, almost all of this episode. Here's the thing: I'll say this before we get into it. Mm-hmm. While watching this episode and then rewatching it and then taking notes on it. I realize I don't have a lot to say about this episode because a lot of it is just fallout from you die being kind of a dumb. There's yeah. like not much that happens or like not much that changes in this episode. Um, so I, I think we'll just like go down and see, see what happens. Um, it should be interesting because a lot of it is just like dealing with the fallout of the last episode where yeah. just a reminder, you and Ami went on a date. They came back. It went real bad. Yeah, they. Sorry, I air quotes went on a date. Uh, yeah, they came back. They were supposed to go shopping. You I didn't go with them, and that was like a big thing that becomes a bigger thing in this episode. So let, let's just get into it. Uh, yeah, we open the episode with Yudai and Shion and Taka, and they're in the kitchen, and they're like, "Yo, what happened? Why didn't you go get groceries uh, with us?" And Yudai is like. He he comes up with all these excuses, but then kind of boils it all down later and is like, I just needed some space away from Ami, which I personally understand after a date that it. terrible. Yeah. Don't. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth noting, like, Shion and Taka, they're being hard on him at this point, but, like, they're also still under the impression that when Ami said that she had a good time on the date, which she said a couple times in the last episode, like. That she wasn't lying. Yeah, that she wasn't lying, that she wasn't just being nice. <laughs> Um, and just like trying to not hurt Yudai's feelings, maybe, or like trying to not blow it up into a bigger deal than it was. Um, uh huh. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Woof. Woof. So we, we cut to Ami and Subasa in, in the girls' room talking about it. And Ami's just like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, and Taka walks in. First of all, it's his first time ever in the girls' room, which is, I guess, interesting because we're seven Welcome weeks to into the show. This lair. Yeah. Yep. Um, you think he would have been like, there's a whole room in the house I haven't seen yet. Maybe I should check it out, but whatever. I just I don't, don't, I don't I mean, know how you could go seven weeks without knowing what a room in your house looks like. I don't know. Those motherfuckers on, on Boys and Girls in the City were like 40 weeks and didn't know there was an extra tatami room in their house. So There are people who lived in the house in Boys and Girls in the City who like were there never for knew months about the tatami and, room. yeah never found it just left without ever opening a door like how could you not open you know, a door in your house you know what i think what i think it was under construction Ooh, i like I this think idea it's a secret yeah i think it's a secret room they mm. thought it was a closet 
but yeah. you open the tatami doors and then someone tripped into it and it was a revolving door and all of a sudden it's just a tatami room like narnia like narnia but a, th- a little more tangible but for fucking yeah fucking narnia <laughs> fucking narnia i'm sorry <laughs> uh anyway so so taka shows up uh and ami and taka kind of like talk about uh their collective understanding of what happened with the grocery incident I'm, i'll call it the grocery incident yeah I guess. it's like it's like a pepe silva thing where we're trying to like connect the red string <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> to yeah. something else Some and trying to figure out what's event. wrong one yeah. of many red string events on this show oh my god uh ami basically when they got back from the date was like look i don't want to drive anymore because a it's nighttime yes B, i've never driven yes. before by myself <laughs> uh and yes. c i'm tired because you just made me drive for two hours to a place that we didn't even do anything at uh to so, a bagel burger place yeah right in so, shorts so she suggests that taka drives apparently is what happens um and that was the moment apparently when you kind of like turned off like he kind of just tuned out from everything else um as soon as she suggested the taka drive which uh, to me implies two things one is like i don't i don't know if yudai is aware enough to understand that there's like an ami taka thing happening separate from him i actually think he probably has no idea that's happening and no, won't know until the show no airs yeah nope. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> the other thing is that like he just wanted to go with her alone and like that didn't happen and he was bummed um which is understand that's understandable but not to get this angry about it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll circle back to that because um, there's like a whole scene about that. So mm-hmm. apparently they all get into the car, right? It, it's Ami. It's Taka. It's Shion. They get into the car to go to the grocery store. Taka is like, I guess Yudai's not coming. And then Yudai runs up to the to the window and then makes Ami roll the window down to say, I want some grapefruit juice. Can you get me some? And then leaves. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay um okay yeah and and ami's like so when we got back like i kept asking him why he was mad and like what i did wrong and he just like wouldn't tell me and he wouldn't say anything to me and taka's like i think he spent a long time planning the date and beating himself up because it wasn't fun enough like you didn't have a good time um which i don't know how much of any of that is true i i don't think i we can i i always forget that like people who listen to this podcast have already seen this episode so we don't have to talk about things sequentially but like there's a scene later where where uh yudai and taka are having a conversation and taka's just like look you had expectations for what the state was going to be and it didn't go that way because that's how life works that's how every single thing that has ever happened happens not the way someone else planned it um and like you just have to learn to roll with that and like adapt to that and let that change and like i really think that this whole situation is literally just you not being able to handle the fact that something that he wanted to have happen didn't happen didn't happen yeah and it's 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 a it's a thing that i would have also dealt like been angry about when i was like 13 <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i'm not just saying that he's acting like a child but he's acting like a damn child right no, definitely now. it's a super immature yeah. outlook on this kind of thing um even if it's not anger, even if it's just like disappointment and like him kind of pulling into the turtle shell, you know, and like hiding. That's just a, that's just a very like lame way to handle something that's not really that big of a deal. Right. No, like it's if, really not that big of a deal. He he made it he made it a lot bigger of a deal than it was ever. Yeah, I, I almost can't even believe. And and the panel uh, compares this to the meat crime from Boys and Girls in the City <laughs> later, which I actually think is like a really 
yeah good um it is analog for this because like the me crime wasn't really that big of a deal like it, it was a big deal like it sucked that it, it happened that way um but the, but the reason way they that handled it yeah the reason it is the meat crime and the reason it is like the big thing that happened that season was because of like why it blew or like how it blew up later like mm-hmm. this thing that should have been handled very gracefully like turned into a whole like three episode event um and that's kind of what this feels like you know it's lit- like what we're talking about on this episode for most of this episode is literally just Udai said that he didn't want to go get groceries yeah and then he was like why and then it was like i just need some space from her yeah like which like raises more just be honest yeah and understand that you felt jealous Mm -hmm. which is at the end of the day that's what he felt jealous and disappointed yeah maybe that he maybe finally realized that like ah this chick ate it for me it's everything that happened leading up to it it's so weird that he was so upset over this (laughs) i mean i'm not him but it's just real i don't understand i'm just thinking like any logical person in this sense right so so you're you're driving back from this date you're saying to the person that you're on this date with you know okay so we're gonna get groceries and we're gonna cook together and we're gonna make food right like that was kind of the idea i i believe was because they were getting back so early they were gonna make food together um yeah and like he wanted to go alone with her but she didn't want to drive which i is totally understandable yeah, she'd already said that she felt uncomfortable driving for an entire hour. Right. After she had like there's certain specifications that she had said, like, I don't want to drive very far. Mm-hmm. I don't want to walk a lot. I don't remember what they were, but like he, he he basically didn't respect any of her wishes. Right. Ignored all of them. Ignore all of it. But like in this situation where she's like, OK, I don't want to drive, but I'll still go get groceries and I'll still cook with you. If you want the date to go well or like if you want to salvage what you fucked up you know for the for the entire rest of the day like just go get groceries and then cook the thing and then like maybe the date goes well like that's where you can turn it around like he had an instance in which he could have made the date okay and instead he kind of shuffled away and decided to not involve himself anymore which is like such a strange thing to me it's really weird and i don't understand it and it honestly it just fucked the whole day up because yeah. not everybody was just like, why is he upset? What yeah. did I do? Well, it just became everyone's problem. It became like yeah, which, every single person in the house had to talk about it and had to like figure out or like get to the root of the problem. Um, you know, because no one's getting a straight answer from anyone. And it's it's just weird that this like very simple, like, are you getting groceries? Yes or no question became such a huge event. Um, This is this is kind of what I always thought. Yeah. I said in the beginning of this episode that I wasn't going to have much to say about this situation, but here we are. Um, yeah, <laughs> I what I what I tend to tell people about Terrace House when they ask me about it is like, I heard that's the show where nothing happens. And I think that's like a really reductive way to talk about Terrace House. But I, I do think like if you're going to take that approach to it, if you're going to take the approach that like, oh, it's a show where nothing happens. And that's why I like it. These instances where something very menial becomes a big thing is actually one of the reasons I like this show so much. Or like, yeah. I, I think it's really interesting that like nothing happens, but when something does happen, it's huge. Even if it's small, um, like these, this yeah, is like a very think, self-contained problem. Yeah. Which I think is very much to do with the people that are on the show, making the big deal out of it. And I'm sure that the producers have a way of like finding people that are going to make those kinds of things happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. everyone in the house is like a rational adult. You know, most people. Yes. 
yeah mo- sorry most most people <laughs> in the house are like rational adults so like they're gonna handle this like like normal people would um but you know you have one and person kind of like that goes out and eats someone else's special meat exactly and then and then shit just hits the fan shit and it's really upsetting um let's uh let's let's move on Let, let's keep going um because the, the next scene's good so uh, ami's friends show up oh, my I, I guess this is the next day or something um and uh they get into the car they make her drive now that she can drive uh and they show up at a place uh for lunch uh we we get like a brief view of the menu which has an item on it called the ultimate chicken and egg bowl and i just like that they took the time to translate that for yeah, us yeah they were like yes <laughs> they were like oh, know- that's a necessary subtitle do you know what the, what they call um, the chicken and egg bowl in Japanese? No. It's called an oyakodon. Oh, which yeah. means it's a parent child don. Oh. It's just kind of fucked up. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, oh my it's goodness. Oyakodon. What a yeah. what a dramatic so you've never meal. Seen oyakodon. I know. You eat the parent and you eat the child. Shakespearean almost. It feels. You know, Japanese is a beautiful language. It's a beautiful language. Um, so. Obviously, her friends just want to know about the date. And before she even gets the chance to say anything, they're like, oh, the place looks fun. Was it fun? And then someone else is like, oh, it would only be fun if the person that you're with is fun. Like, okay, so what was it like? And she's like, he asked me to drive. He told me the location that morning and I had to drive for an hour to get there. Yeah. Um, All you need to know. Yeah. So they're basically... I, it seems like there, there's kind of a gap missing here where she kind of like fills in more blanks, but they're like, okay, so are you like in a place where you're talking to him at all? Like what, what's going on? Um, and she's like this morning, he said, good morning to me. And I just didn't know what to say. So I just nodded at him. Um, she's like, I don't need to talk to him. And one of her friends is like, yeah, he, he no longer exists in Ami's world. Um, and, uh, they they kind of like joke about how this happens to Ami all the time, which I think is also really interesting. That is such a that is such a good brand. Well, I can very much understand this happening with Yudai, but is she going out on dates with people like Yudai all the time? Because that is that's God. I hope not. That's that's really unfortunate. Yeah, girl deserves woof. more if it's if it's that. But woof. I do want to mention that while I was uh, so the next thing that happens is the intro. I I forgot to skip the intro this time and I watched the whole thing and like boy is it rough yeah, it's still. Bad. Yeah, um, it's, if you mute it it isn't that bad. That's true. I mean it's very pretty. You got to mute it though. Yeah. yeah, it's a real exactly. It's a very pretty there's like very nice scenery and the camera work is good. Yeah. But then there's the guy going, "We're not going to get out of this alive or whatever the fuck it is because I've only listened to that song once." Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it is something along those lines. We're not gonna make it out alive. That's what it is. Yes. We are not going to get out of this thing alive. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Um, Me after a few episodes. Honestly. <laughs> uh, I'm honestly very excited to be almost done with part one so we can start watching part two. Oh, me too. I want to watch part two so bad. We're, we're so close to the to what I think, hopefully, fingers crossed, end of the Udai Chronicles. Um, uh, so we I come back. So too from the intro mizuki and ami are in the tv room they're like joking about how ami's never gonna talk to you die again like they're both laughing about it just a, a cool fun time between it's friends kind of, it's kind of fucked up for sure <laughs> um <laughs> he's dead to me <laughs> yeah so is that that's more of just like a scene setting like we know that that's where they are uh yeah. and then we cut to you and taka who are in the dining room at this point sitting at the table it's too close it's way too close but yeah, sure. yeah true um 
so they're still talking about this this is like clearly the next day they're like still having conversations about this and Yudai is yeah we cut into the conversation Yudai's like you know we talked in the car about cooking together and i felt really motivated to make something um and then i got back and then she said that she was going to get groceries with all you guys and i thought that i wasn't necessary anymore uh he says he feels like he wasn't needed so he uh decided to not go with them i guess uh that's not doesn't make any sense it's not exactly what you said last night but okay and also okay also it's just groceries my man yeah he's i don't know why he thought that buying the groceries was the most important part of what he was going to be doing when they were making dinner together no like it's making the food he's he's the chef (laughs) yeah it's true he's the chef that's the part that he's supposed to do (laughs) you know like that's the important part Anyway. Also, you would have been useful. You know how to sniff those onions. True. Good at, good at sniffing. Good at sniffing. A good sniffer. You know what's funny? So we talked about during that episode, um, this idea that like sniffing onions is actually a thing that real people do. Yeah. I, I want to circle back to that because now I think that that was like complete bullshit because like, yes, it's a thing that people do. But remember that conversation he had where he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just like reading all this stuff online about like how to do things. Yeah, that seems like the kind of thing you would read online and not actually understand, but like do it anyway to like prove to people that, you know, what you're talking about. No. Yeah. Like like people who try and see if the avocado is like ripe or not by taking the butts off. Is that a thing? Yeah, so like the avocado has like a little nub. Mm-hmm. If you take it off and it's green, it's mean it's ripe. Oh, but it's always gonna be fucking it's green. It's green. avocado. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yes. To say. And once you take that little pop off, mm-hmm. it's gonna start going bad because it's gonna be exposed to oxygen. Oh yeah, you ruin the avocado. So, like, yeah. So once I found a really good avocado, and then I went to check, and someone had done that, and I was like, "You you suck." Yeah, you ruined it. You ruined it. I don't believe anything the internet tells me. And I don't believe anything you guys says. Me neither, obviously. So, uh, this is exactly the conversation we were talking about before, but Taka's like, yo, your expectations for this date, like, super got in the way of, like, you thinking rationally like a person. Um, he, he says, quote, you have to switch gears when something like this happens. Um, like, at the end of the day, he was like, you can't be an asshole, you know, just because things didn't go the way you planned, which is like, I can, can you believe that, like, someone needs to say that to another person on this show? Like, that's such a baseline human interaction <laughs> thing to understand. It's bizarre to me. Anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. You die in this scene to me. Like, if you if you watch him, if you watch his expressions, you watch the way he's, like, shifting in his chair. Like, the whole time, he's acting like someone who doesn't want to be having this conversation anymore. Yeah. Um, yes. It's exactly what Shion and Taka were talking about in the garage in the last episode, where it's like, he doesn't even listen anymore. Like, he doesn't even do you the solid of, like, listening to the advice you're trying to give him at this point. Just doesn't even care. Um so taka i think maybe picking up on this is like okay i'm done like that's it that's all i have to say and yudai immediately is like so should we go to the tv room and like siami and taka's like no 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 leave her alone my man (laughs) like yudai has this big smile on his face he's like laughing about it he's like yeah she's probably not gonna say anything to me is she like but it wouldn't be too awkward right and taka's just like i don't i just don't i He's like, no, I don't think that now is the right time to do that. Um, it's, and it's super not, my man. Yeah. And, and you guys like, I think if I act normally, she's going to act normally. And Taka literally just laughs at him. It's like, all right, man. Like, 
Enjoy digging your own fucking grave. At this point, at this point, we're just we're just watching the show. Like I said, yes, yes. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. for real. Um, they, they tried. They tried. You know when you when you offer something to someone and they're supposed to decline the first time, mm-hmm. and then if you offer it again, they decline the second time. Right. You offer the third time and they decline again. That means they really don't fucking want it. They're not just being polite. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah. I know it's your birthday, but you continue to say that you're going to pay for it. Even actually. That's a terrible example. You should pay for it on their birthday. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say like, oh, no, no, no. I never offer. No. Yeah. yeah. It's my fucking birthday. It's, my presence is a present. That's why I was born. Hell yeah. <laughs> Buy me this pizza. Hell yeah. So the next scene, inexplicably, Yudai decides that he's going to go visit Ami, even though Taka's like, hey, that's a terrible fucking oh my idea. God. Taka, Ugh. like you said, watching the TV show with us, decides to walk in uh, and, and join this whole situation. Um, and we just get all these shots of, of Yudai watching Ami watch TV and Ugh. they started like zooming in on his face and he's like starting to tear up a bit. What the fuck? Which is man. weird. Like I didn't realize this the first time I watched the episode. Cause like we all know he starts crying at the end of the scene, yeah, but like he does. I yeah. didn't realize that it's, it starts as soon as he sits down. That's really strange to me that he's like immediately welling up. Cause he looks at her and he's like, man, I, I, she hates me. I don't know why. I mean, he just starts crying. Are they like, it's not like they've been dating for like years and this is like, Ooh. I really fucked up our relationship and like, this is really affecting my heart in a heavy way. This is like, we went out on one date and I, and like, and we didn't go grocery shopping together. <laughs> yeah. And basically now she's ghosting me. Yeah. It's really bizarre. So Mizuki, I think, picking up on how terrible this vibe is. <laughs> yes, everybody, even I am. And I'm like miles away. One of my favorite. We talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago. But like Mizuki, just like dunking on Yudai has become her character. So good. Which is like really wonderful. So she has one of my favorite quotes of the whole episode. She says, quote, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm going to go take a bath. I'm making my escape. And she <laughs> runs out of the room. I'm going to start using that, too. Um, I'm making my escape. I'm making my escape. Ami, much colder, gets up, says nothing, does not turn around, walks right out. Because she doesn't, she doesn't owe anyone an explanation, doesn't have to say anything. Nope. And she doesn't fucking want to. Yeah. I completely, 100% understand that move. Yeah. No, 100%. I would do the same thing too. At least Mizuki was like, ha ha ha. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just done with it. She had to drive for two hours. Like, it's mm-hmm. not. Nah, I mean, no. Nah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Yudai has this big smile on his face, looks at Taka. Taka's like, no smile, nothing. Uh, he, he says, that failed. You shouldn't have come here. And Yudai says, quote, I think I was able to present my stance. What? This poor dude, man. And Taka's I like feel like, sorry for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Taka, Taka says, okay, what is your stance? And and he says um, that I'm able to come here, that I don't want there to be any distance between us. And I think she got that. Here's the thing. She wants there to be distance. Yes. Exactly. Respect her decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. And then he starts crying. <laughs> Taka says, well, this is the result. Nothing more, nothing less. Yudai starts crying, does the thing, the strange... The chopstick? Yeah, (laughs) they they, they call it the chopsticks thing uh, in the panel. But, like, 
I don't know. He wipes his eyes in just like a really bizarre way. I here's here's my thought on this scene. I I agree with you. It's like give her her space, obviously. I think Taka, you know, having warned him ahead of time, saying like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Yudai's like, I'm gonna do this anyway. I think Taka is like on that team of like she needs her space, definitely. Yeah. But of all the ways we've tried to get through to this kid, watching him crash and burn this hard, like might, might be a- the way. Yeah, might yeah. actually be like the one thing we haven't tried yet. It's just like let the kid fall on his face into the hot coals, and like maybe that's the move. Um, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work, unfortunately. It does yeah. not. But he, I mean, everyone's tried. I like to think that Xion is just like in his room. Xion's checked out. Yeah, he's he said in the last episode, he's like, I'm done. Yeah, he's like, out peace. Yeah. I'm outy. Good for Bye. him, honestly. Yeah, honestly. The ultimate winner. Winners and losers. Yeah. Sean wins because he he's not involved in he's this out. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, your next your next line in this document is my favorite thing that's ever happened. Oh yeah, we got to the panel <laughs> and Yama is thriving. He's thriving. <laughs> I've never seen him. It's like he put like a, a 12 step Korean skincare yeah. routine and he just came out of like a hot bath with like mm-hmm. Botox and shit. He was I, he was so happy. Yeah, it's wonderful. Incredible. He, he's he's living his best life. This is exactly what he's always wanted. Um, yeah. You brings up that this is better than the meat crime. I don't know <laughs> if that's true, but I do think it's a good comparison. It's shorter. It's shorter than the meat crime. It is shorter than the meat crime. At most, it's two episodes. Yeah. First, the three or four that the meat crime was. But anyway, I, I, I still think the meat crime is has has more nuance and is is more interesting and there are people that are on both sides of it which i think is really fascinating yeah this one everyone's yudai is the only one on his own side yeah exactly yeah and tokui is worried that everyone in the west is going to misjudge all of japan just because of <laughs> the way yudai acts in this scene um no which, it just made us understand that fuck boys are everywhere in the world honestly yeah i do think yeah f- fuck boys are universal definitely yeah unfortunately you're good japan you're good Take, take it from us here on no script yeah. at all the official voice of the west yes you're good <laughs> uh, it's all right so we cut back to the show mizuki and taka are in the dining room uh obviously talking about yudai everyone's always talking about yudai um and Taka, just a weird thing taka judges yudai for playing a game right after he's crying i don't think that's fair at all personally games good coping mechanism yeah um, but anyway, he, he kind of like takes it to a deeper level and he's like clearly just very disappointed. Like he, he keeps going back to this heart to heart that the two of them had uh, a couple episodes ago. And it's like, you know, the two of us pledged to each other that we were going to work super hard. And I don't think I've seen him cook at all. I don't think I've seen him like even try to chase his dream or like attempt to do what he said he was going to do uh, in that conversation. And Mizuki at this point says the thing that I think like really needed to be said out loud and like crystallized. She's just like, can we give up on him? And if we do, is that a bad thing? Like at this point, we've all tried. And she specifically says a thing that we've talked about a lot, which is like everyone has tried to come at this from a different angle and every single time it doesn't work. And it's like clear that it's like nothing we do is going to work. So if we give up, is that bad? Like, are we allowed to do that? Which I think is like a really intense decision to have to make about like one of the six people that lives in the house with you yeah and it's especially someone that you've only known for like 
such a short amount of time. Yeah. But you've clearly seen their flaws more than their better side. Yeah. Taka's response to this is that he'll try and reach out one more time. I honestly, though, like. I, keep, I wouldn't. <laughs> this was. I would have been so tired. I, I think I agree with you. But it was in that moment where she asked that question, because like Mizuki has been so good at like just kind of ripping Yudai apart and like being very harsh with him because like she thought that that's what he needed. I wonder, like, is that a thing that's going to stick with them like forever? You know? Yeah. I can understand there being guilt. Yeah. Like no one likes to give up on someone, especially someone that like you've known. Yeah. You've gotten to know and that you've lived with and shared like a lot of moments with. Yeah. But I mean, I'm thinking like specifically from Taka and Mizuki's perspective where they're like the two oldest people in the house and like Yudai is yeah. like child the age youngest. comparatively. Yeah. The thing about that, though, is that, like, I don't know what they could do next. I think they're at a loss, so they just don't know what to do until some other idea comes up that they could probably try on him. Yeah. And and not not to like. I don't know, um, theorize too much about like someone's past, but it feels as though like this is a constant thing that happens in Yudai's life. Yeah, it seems like a thing that has happened more than once. We we meet uh, Yudai's mom in the next scene and like, (laughs) oh my God, you can kind of like feel from that relationship that the two of them have that like this is exactly what she's gone through as well. Like, yeah she's coming from this perspective of like i didn't know what to do you're in this house like maybe one of these people can get through to you because like i wasn't able to like it, it kind of feels that way um yeah. again like i don't i don't i feel like it's unfair to to kind of put those i feel like i'm projecting a lot of no, my I own headcanon but like it does feel like this is the situation and i and i think hearing mizuki of all people in the house being like is it wrong for us to give up on this kid? Like really crystallize, like how hard a decision that is. Yeah. Because you still have to see that person every single day in the house. Yeah. And it really does think to like, not have faith in yourself enough to be able to change a person. But at the, at the end of the day, like I think you just need to do your best. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your best just isn't going to be able to get through to them. There are people like that. Yeah. But if they want to help help themselves, they have to help themselves. Yeah. I can say firsthand that I was one of those people. I needed to hit a real low point before I realized that I needed to change some shit about myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I was different because I, <laughs> I was taught to always do what my mother told me to. Mm. Yeah, because I, I grew up in a Hispanic family. But, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, there are certain things where, like, if... It, there's aspects of uh, someone's like personality that nobody can re- like they can tell you like hey you have a bad personality but yeah. unless you believe that mm-hmm. you're not gonna think that they're telling the truth right i hope that makes sense it does make sense yeah i don't know it's it sucks i don't we 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 talk shit on this guy a lot but i think a lot of it really is just disappointment yeah there comes there comes an age mm-hmm I think that like the fact that your parents told you like I'm not angry at you I'm disappointed starts to hurt more. Oh yeah. And I feel like he hasn't gotten to that age yet. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway. And I yeah. <laughs> um I keep going. 
No, I, I think I think we should move on because okay. we have the the Yudai meets with his mom scene. God, his mom thing. I forgot this happened this episode. Yeah, I watched it last week. So damn. Just to recap, I think it was in the first episode or the second episode. He said that he just like grew up with his dad. Yeah. Um, and like doesn't mention his mom at all. So here's his mom, who we thought was out of the picture. Which, yeah, we don't kind of we don't really know a lot about his family or even he lived with his dad and his grandma signed him up. Yeah. Doesn't mention his, his mom, mom at all in the here. beginning, but yeah, here she but, is. But she's here. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh she's like, Hey, oh, are you cooking for everyone in the house? And he says, Oh, I can't seem to create the opportunity because they all know how to cook. They're all really good at it. Like, all right, man, but you're Okay, man. You're supposed to be the best at it, though. Yeah, but you're the one that's like <laughs> that dropped out of school for it. Yeah. Very strange. Um yeah. anyway, she's like, you've had it too easy up until this point in your life. You quote need to be worked on. Um, and you guys like, I don't want to go back to the house because I know that when I get there, they're all going to try and have like a sit down moral chat with me, which is like wild for him to have that kind of awareness even because I was under the impression that he was just completely flying under the radar thinking that he wasn't doing anything wrong and that people in the house were like, weren't upset with him. Like, I, I don't know, real weird. And his mom is like, you've been doing this your whole life and that's the problem. Uh, you lived by yourself and you said you were lonely and now that you're in a group it's like too tough you can't like have conversations with the people that you live with and like it's not working out i don't like what do you do and after that we cut to subasa and ami and taka and they're in the dining room um and they're having a good time apparently they like had just come back from training like subasa gave them some kind of like training and they did like a run Mm -hmm. and stuff together uh and they're like all having fun and joking around about it they also in this conversation make plans to go snowboarding in the future um so We'll get to that eventually. But, you know, they're, they're all having like a pretty good time. And then Yudai kind of like slinks into the into the kitchen. He, he's wearing like a, you know, he's like wearing all black. He has like the hood up. He's like, hell yeah. Very hot topic. Listens to My Chemical Romance once. Yeah, yeah. You can you can hear out of uh, the left ear pod. I'm not OK over and over again. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like doing something in the kitchen and he's not talking to anyone and everyone else is having a conversation and Taka's just like watching him like what the fuck is this kid doing and, and he calls Matt he's like hey Yudai what are you doing and uh, he goes I'm making a salted rice ball I was really craving one and he's like dumping salt onto it <laughs> and Taka's like you're using a lot of salt and then they all laugh and then that's the end of the scene <laughs> what the fuck it's very strange it almost feels like a sitcom <laughs> Like, it almost feels like there should have been, like, a laugh track and an applause track when he says you're using a lot of salt. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty strange. Um, That's so bizarre. And then we have, like, a complete tonal whiplash. Yes. <laughs> this episode, it's like, oh, I forgot that there are people on the show that aren't Yudai. Because um, we, we cut to Subas and Xi'an, and they're off uh, to a gymnasium to go play basketball. Um, and they're they're shooting hoops is like it's like a basketball date i don't they didn't where there's no lead up to this it's just a thing that's it just happened happening, uh which yeah, is they kind just of nice it out. very yeah. i'm very into that i'm very into them being at that stage in their whatever maybe not relationship but whatever it is that they're doing um yeah no we're b-ball friends now yeah yeah ball is life ball, ball is life ball is life <laughs> ball is life uh you know how it is Anyway, yeah. uh, so they're they're playing basketball. Shion's a huge fucking dork. <laughs> like, he's definitely really, worth having. Um, he's very clumsy. He's yeah. very tall and clumsy and appreciated a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It was cute. It was a cute 
yeah. thing. And when they're, when they're done shooting hoops, they're sitting down uh, and Sean is like, hey, do you want to go to a temple and, and pray before your like huge match? And uh, she uh, says, quote, I, I want to win like my life depends on it, which I think yeah. I think that's a yes. Um, so they make plans to go do this prayer thing. It's so cute. Uh, and back at the house after this, I guess, Subas is helping Xian stretch. Um, Yurai is just on the floor <laughs> with a real weird expression. Ami, Ami walks in uh, and she looks down towards the living room where those three are there. And then she looks into the kitchen where Taka is sitting at a table and she's like, I don't know which way I should go. But then decides to sit down uh, at, at the kitchen table where Taka is like. Like honest, like pale staring off into the distance maybe a dead man <laughs> like maybe has died at the table and nobody noticed yeah he his exe crashed and he's just rebooting <laughs> that real quick. really is what it looks like um, <laughs> he looks he looks like he he woke up from like an absence seizure and it's yeah. like where the fuck am i and and ami when she sits down like the first thing she says is you look dead uh and how what and taka's what like I, I just had a lot of work today and I was just like spacing out super hard. And like, that's that's his explanation, I guess. Um, and Dude. in this very spacey mood, he's like, hey, do you need snowboarding gear for when we all go snowboarding? And she says, yes. And they plan to go get snowboarding gear the next day. Natural smooth. He was half dead. He was actually his pulse stopped there for a second. And he was still able to ask her out. BPM zero. Taka was able <laughs> to, to smoothly ask Ami out. Better than Yudai has done anything in part one. That is true. Yeah. So good. Dead ass. Dead ass actually (laughs) dead. Yo, he dead ass dead, though. (laughs) So the next morning, Ami shows up. And uh, she is very ready to go get some snowboarding gear with Taka. She is in date mode. Yeah. It's actually very refreshing to see her not be. It is. She's like stoked about it. Not be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love I love this so much. This is like one of my favorite things, maybe in all of part oh one. Oh, my God. They're, yeah. in, they're in the car and on the drive. Ami finally. Re- it's so funny that she like held this grudge for this long. Yeah, she finally tells Taka <laughs> that the hot pot from the first episode was a bad choice. <laughs> that was two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, look, nobody made a decision. I'm the oldest and someone had to make a decision. He has a point. It it is true. And then she's completely silent. And he's like, was the hot pot a bad choice? Should we have had more sauces? And she was like, no, it was just a bad choice. (laughs) It's really good. Uh, She's so honest. I appreciate her a lot. She does hold on to grudges, though. That is one thing. Again, watching this for the second time through, like... My opinion on Ami has completely 180. Like, so she good. is so hilarious. Um, yeah. She's, I think she might be one of the most genuine people in the house right now. It's very good. It is very refreshing. Yes. Yeah. And uh, kind, kind of like a mood shift, uh, she just kind of says out of nowhere, she's like, I don't think I should have gone out with him. Like, I thought he might act differently if I was alone with him because, like, he acts one way with everyone. And I thought, like, maybe there's a different side of him that I hadn't seen yet. But that is not the case. That's just that how he's a, always. That's a good point. Yeah. You know what? Gave she gave him the benefit of the doubt. I wouldn't have done it, but yeah. she gave him a chance and he just royally blew it. I do so. think that is a very uh mature mm-hmm. stance to take on that date. Yeah. I gave him a chance to prove that there was something more than like the the weird vibe that he was giving off all the time. 
anyway yeah they arrive at uh murizaki sports which is i guess where they're getting uh, a bunch of gear and she rolls out in like this big maroon jacket and these giant yeah. yellow pants uh snow pants just like huge it's so like she walks out and her, like, with just these like really long huge strides while holding her hands up like a monster like it's really funny um and it's worth noting taka calls her cute a bunch of times yeah like, it's oh, actually, really actually kind of nice yeah yeah um and she buys all of it i guess damn it's a lot of layers i've never gone skiing but it's a lot of layers you've never gone skiing or snowboarding or snowboarding mm. no i have seen snow oh that's and good. i have touched it oh but nice i have not slid on it mm. not even sledding no okay i did a snow angel like earlier this year when i was in colorado oh that's nice it. if yeah. uh if you come to the east coast this coming winter we will go sledding and you will oh, experience would... sliding on snow god i would love to yes uh if you ever come down here we won't i can meet a scorpion in real life yeah we can, we can float hands. a river which is the most texas thing ever just get on a float and drink some beer down the river just let it take you that sounds amazing it's really good actually um yeah so after after this uh scene we cut to mizuki and shion and they're in the living room and uh mizuki started we're, we're starting to get a little mizuki we were, we were wondering when uh we'd get a little bit mizuki screen time she got a text from her ex the person that dumped her uh right before she came on the show that just said how you doing you up you up what's good <laughs> and shion is like that can only mean two things yeah he regrets breaking up with you and maybe wants to get back together and wants to explore that or he wants to get freaky yeah he wants to bone down yep yeah, this is a this is an international booty call. Yes. Uh, and she's like, ah, this is really embarrassing for me. Like, I was just getting over him. Like, I was super in love with him. And like, now I want to meet him again. Yeah. Also, I'm on this TV show. So everyone's seen. Yeah. 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 Another situation. We talked about this in Aloha State. I just cannot believe whenever this happens, like she just holds <laughs> the phone up to the camera. You just like see his whole face. <laughs> face yeah and then two episodes later he's on the show right yeah we are gonna get him god oh that's insane very strange anyway set netflix money anyway netflix money i guess we'll see what happens um i think in the last episode we talked about how like mizuki might go away because like we just don't see her at all and like that's usually a sign that like maybe someone's just gonna like split because they're not really doing anything and like the producers might kind of usher them off but looks like we have a mizuki plot line coming so Mm. get ready for that and after that Shion and Taka go out for uh, some really, really, really big drinks. They're real big. Uh, and Those are Texas size. They are Texas size. They're Texas size beers. And Shion is like, yo, if, if Yudai's going to keep living with us, he's going to have to like be more considerate of the people he lives with. Like the situation he's in with Ami is because he wasn't considerate at all. He like didn't just like didn't really think about her feelings in the slightest. And like now he's in the situation where she won't talk to him. And like, yeah, he put himself in here yeah uh and Taka's like honestly i've just decided i'm gonna tell him all of this outright if he hates me for it that's okay if he thinks i'm obnoxious that's okay like he just needs to hear it straight up from me i think which i think is correct no it is correct i think that is the next course of action i think that is the thing that i would do in in Taka's situation yeah i mean personally i would have given up a long time ago but yeah but if you have that like inkling still that like oh maybe yeah. i can i can do something like that is i think your last move that is the next thing you should do yes it's like hey dude what the fuck hey man come on man yeah we've tried and this isn't working so what's up you know um yeah see how that conversation goes and if it's bad then be like all right 
Peace. Bye. Yeah, enjoy not talking to anyone in the house. Um, so anyway, we cut a little bit later into the into the thing, uh, and Sean is talking about how much closer he and Subasa are getting, uh, and he's talking about all the stretching that they're doing together. He's very Ooh. into that, which is interesting. Um, and he's like, I don't really know what she's like in private. Um, she doesn't really talk about what she likes besides hockey, and I just want to get to know her more. Um, maybe that's maybe that's just what she likes. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. At this point in her life, hockey it's just is hockey, it. Hockey, my man. Yeah. yeah. I okay. So let's let's do winners and losers. I want to start with Xi'an because mm-hmm. in taking notes for this episode, I have had maybe a one eighty on him. Yeah. In every single episode, I I think I've had blinders on, and I've just thought this person's a liar. He he set out to do this one thing. He just wants people to swoon over him. This relationship he has with Subasa isn't real. Something about him thinking like, I need this girl to tell me that she likes something besides hockey <laughs> made me think that this was all genuine. You know what? I I feel you. I feel you too. It's such like a, think... it's such like a like a cheesy cliched thing for someone who's like actually very into someone to want. Yeah. But also for someone who we think is like trying to be a the epitome of like masculinity and like desire on this show. Right. To be like, oh man, I just want to know what kind of ice cream she eats. Yeah, like it seems it, it does not. Yeah, it it sounds really pure and I want it to be true. Yeah. Um, I still I think because on it's 100 percent like a bias that I have as she on reminds me of people that I've known before. Mm-hmm. That I have trouble trusting him. Yeah. I also don't know him in person, so that's like not nothing personal, nothing personal, kid. But yeah, yeah, he's he's regardless, he's a winner in this episode. I think he's a winner. Pa- yeah, partially he won. he won because he 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 erased himself from the from the story. Yes. <laughs> and at the end, he just kind of showed genuine interest. Mm-hmm. He convinced me. That he is being genuine. Mm-hmm. So I, and that I, takes a lot. That takes a lot. I think he's a winner. <laughs> okay, he's a winner. Uh, who do you want to talk about next? Um, let's do the let's do the boys. Taka. Okay, Taka. Oh wait. Um, asked Ami out. I find that weird still, even th- right. even though it's, it went well. Um, it's not the worst age thing that we've had on the show before. That's true. That being said, it is still weird. <laughs> It is so weird. I what I'm trying to decide is if Xian is a winner for removing himself from the Yudai narrative, does that make Taka a loser for investing himself even more heavily into it? I I would say no. I think I agree with you. Like good for Mostly, him for still trying. Yeah, good for him for still trying. It is the high road. Even if yeah, even if he is just picking the high road because he's on TV. Yeah. It's still the high road and he's still doing it. So I have to give him at least a little bit of credit for that. Yeah. That's it. That's my opinions on him. Winner. Winner. She, yeah. Uh, you die. Loser. He, uh, he lost. Real easy. Man. Again. It's been, I don't remember. Has he ever won this season? Honestly, I think like, he won in the first episode. The first episode. I think I think we he gave, did make us laugh. Yeah, we gave him a win because we knew that he was going to lose in every other episode yeah, he was on. You gave him the courtesy win. Um, I this is another situation. I think this is now the third episode in a row where I've said this, but this entire episode is devoted to talking about why Yudai loses. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Subasa. Yep. Winner. 
Clear winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Clear she eyes, was able to hearts. go on a nice. Yeah. Can't lose. Never lose. Never lose. I don't think she's lost yet. Nope. Yeah. Um. um Mizuki. Mizuki. Yo. Winner. Winner. Mizuki wins. Yeah. Um. She's about to re- reconcile or get some. Yes. Um. And she uh, she was very honest about what she thinks about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. She was like, "This is dumb." Yeah. Honestly, just stop. Can we stop? I know this is shitty. I know it. I I understand this is a shitty thing for me to ask, but can we just stop? <laughs> yeah, I honestly think that's a very big, important question to ask, and I I I really appreciate that someone on the show, uh, someone living in that situation, like took the time to think about and ask that question out loud, especially to the person who is the most heavily invested, as we said, you know, to like mm-hmm. sit down with Taka, who is like still like one hundred and ten percent in the We Can Save Yudai game, and say like, hey. Like, maybe it's okay to give up. I think, I think that takes a lot of courage in a weird way. And that leaves Ami. Ami, winner, loser. Ami, Ami wins. I think she wins. She, she, um, she brings up the hot pot from episode one. And like, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Unbelievable. <laughs> she remembers. <laughs> she remembers. Ami remembers. She remembers. Yeah. She, she got some, some cute clothes. True. She, she was a little mean to Yudai, but honestly, I would think I would have done the same thing in her position. Who's not? Aren't, yeah. aren't we all? We are. That is true. We have recorded at least like two hours worth of just a shitty on this boy. But oh, man, know, he brings it. He brings it all on himself. So and that's it. That's uh, episode seven. Seven. Yeah. Damn. We're flying. Episode 11, man. Yeah, we're, we're flying. flying. I can't wait. Every single time I open Netflix, it's like, hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited. Remember new episodes? Um, let me just fly through all the all the end stuff. Theme song, Young by Ryan Mitchell Gray. Good. Album, Naples Ultra. Good. Find in the show notes. Uh, Twitter, at no script at all. Facebook, search for no script at all. Type in Terrace House when a pop-up asks you to type a thing in. Are there other things we say? Oh, if you like the show reveals on iTunes. A bunch of people just did that recently. Thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Um, also, um, Anchor. Oh, yeah. Leave us a voice message on Anchor. Uh, go to anchor.fm slash NSAA and you can do that if you have the app. Oh, we have shirts. Oh, we do have shirts. They haven't mentioned them in a long time. Also in we the have show shirts. Notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a shirt they... that says Aloha. It's beach. It's um, we, we remade a shirt that someone wore in Boys and Girls in the City. It's a very good shirt. Yeah, it's just a, an incredible shirt. And there's another one that says Smooch Squad, which um, we haven't need. We haven't even mentioned the Smooch Squad at all in opening new doors. No, we haven't. No, because it's just been Desperation Squad right now. Yeah, I'll make a I'll make a Hell Squad shirt. We should make the Udai Stop Squad. <laughs> oh, Udai Stop Squad. Um, Udai No Squad. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's all the stuff. That's it. Uh, thanks for listening, my man. Thanks for listening. Uh, go watch Solo: A Star Wars Story in theaters now. <laughs> Enter promo code NoScript for ten percent off your tickets. No, on really AMCTheaters.com. <laughs> Come watch it at the Alamo Draft House in Austin with me. I, I want to watch it, but no one else wants to watch it with me. Oh, go see by yourself. I don't want to go solo. I don't want to go solo. It's too much of a <laughs> too much of a joke. Oh my god! I think you have to now. <laughs> I have to now. That's true. All right, I'll watch I started it. going to see most movies by myself. By the way, it is like oh, it's dope. so yeah. freeing and wonderful and good. Yeah, you should. If you have an Alamo Draft House in in Brooklyn, you should go. It's dope. Yeah, just being able to drink a beer and eat like really good food while you watch a movie is the best. I saw Shape of Water there. I drank wine Fuck and yes. watched what? I drank wine and watched. Nope, I just said watched again. <laughs> I need to stop. 
<laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> My name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. My name is Andrew Grafoto. You can find me on the internet at Irie Smile. I drank wine and ate popcorn while I watched good. the fish movie. That's good. His butt was good. I drank wine and Aloha. watched popcorn while I ate the yes. fish man. No, no. <laughs> oh, I'm stroking out. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Oh, baby.